Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Anecdotal Asians podcast. My name is Donna, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from Oxford, England. So in case you didn't know, I am currently on a semester abroad in Oxford, England. I'm currently recording this in the fall of 2019, and I have a lot to catch you guys up on. But before I do that, first, I am currently in the middle of two communal areas so like in front of me is the kitchen and behind me is the tv room where a lot of people are like congregating and just like having a good time and talking with each other so if you hear a bunch of noise in the background that's why um and also if you hear like somebody walking in because they're curious as to why some girl is talking to herself in the seminar room um that's also why, because I'm currently in a house with 44 other college students. So um, without further ado, let's just start. So yeah, I'm currently studying abroad. And also, do y'all remember when we literally said like in episode five, we're going to we're gonna post one episode a month for the rest of 2019, and then we didn't? Yeah, um, so you should just like not, you guys just shouldn't believe a word that we say when it comes to like, schedules or like when we're actually gonna upload this podcast because it's just gonna be like whenever the fuck we want at this point so i suppose i should just start so you're probably wondering like when i got to england so um i flew to london on september 4th and i spent an entire week just like traveling around london with my dad it was a fun time and then the actual study abroad program started on september 12th and we so most most people flew in on september 12th we moved in to the house at oxford and then we went on a walking tour the next day and the day after that we went to london to just have a good time and to like go to this alumni event. Sunday, we got to do whatever we wanted. And then September 16th was when seminar classes officially started. And as I'm recording this, it is currently Friday, October 4th, 2019. So I've been here for about a month. Like the program itself was only has only gone on for like three weeks, but I've personally been here for a month. And y'all are probably wondering like, how is it? Am I having a good time? And I'm going to like get into that like during this episode, but I am actually having an amazing time probably because like everything is so different, but it's so novel. And by novel, I mean like everything is like fun because it's brand new. Like I get to be in a new country, get to ride the bus, like the city bus everywhere. I get to ride double decker buses everywhere. Um, like the architecture is so pretty. I just like love the place that I'm living. I love the people I'm around. It's just, it's like everything. And yes, and everything in Oxford looks like exactly like it does in the movies. Like it's, I'm literally, you're literally in Harry Potter. And Harry Potter was inspired by Oxford University and the city of Oxford itself. So that's just like, all of that is just so so fucking cool. So before we get on to like the real episode, um, let's get on to my favorites. So the favorite in this episode is just going to be, what is my favorite thing about studying abroad so far? And keep in mind, I've only been here for three weeks. And um, honestly, right now, my favorite thing is actually the people. And which is like, if you know me, that's like shocking because I never hang out with anyone. I never go out. But there's something like so special about 44 18 to 22 year olds living in a Victorian mansion in the UK that is just so I don't know I I just said I just said it was so special but I think it's because like 
like we all want to get to know to know each other we all want to get to see like the different spots in england and different spots in europe as well so i find myself speaking to a lot of people that i normally wouldn't speak to on campus because it's just because i can just like find them in the kitchen or the library or the tv room or just around the house i see them in town i see them on the bus i see them in my classes like it's just such it's like your freshman year of college all over again, but if it was like way smaller, like if the class, like instead of, if it being like 4,000 people, it was just 44 people. That's what it's like. And it's just so different, so unique, but so cool at the same time. So let's get on to the, logi the logistics of me studying abroad. So um, a one thing to note, um, if you're like an American college student, you're college classes normally start in August unless you like have the quarter the quarter system um UGA we have the semester system and we start like August 14th it's like 16th or like either 14th 15th or 16th like around that range well um we were not instructed to fly in to the UK until September 11th so like we thought okay that's like pretty late wow we get a a long summer which we did i had a wonderful time well not I, my entire summer wasn't wonderful just because i like bummed i had more permission to like bum around because i had that extra month but um we thought okay september is like super late we're gonna have a fun time but it turns out oxford students don't actually go back to school until october 16th or like just in mid-october so we're here for what is called Michaelmas term, which is just um, an eight-week term that starts in October and ends in December. So that's like their fall semester, quote-unquote, except it's called Michaelmas term. And we came here early because we are taking four weeks of seminar classes as well. And um, I'll get to that. Um, I'll get to like the classes later, but let's just start with a question that I came up for myself because I was like, okay, I got like way too impulsive to like send out a Q&A on our Instagram that has not been active for the past two months because it's like, who the fuck, who the fuck would actually care, you know, you know, so let me just start. Um, so what's the living situation like? Okay, UGA owns a building in Oxford and this building is... A renovated Victorian mansion. So all 44 students live in this mansion along with two PhD students who are like our chaperones, sort of. And um, it's really, really nice. Super picturesque, super ornate, super decorative, super photogenic. It's a wonderful time. So there is a communal kitchen on the ground floor and it comes with like dishes and oh, yeah it comes with dishware appliances like like water kettles and um a toaster a microwave everything it has like ovens two dishwashers two sinks two gigantic like samsung lg refrigerators with like the water the water filter like which it's so fucking fancy and we have communal chives and rosemary and thyme that we can just snip off of a plant and use whenever we want i don't think anybody's ever used it yet and it's also like right next to the sink so sometimes it gets like soap on it because we're like we have to sometimes we have to wash some dishes by hand like if you um like if you cook something with a pot and pan you have to wash it by hand because the dishwasher doesn't like get all of it get all of the dirt off but yeah, we have a communal kitchen on the ground floor. Um, we have a small kitchenette on the first floor. So it's just 
um, it's really quaint. It does also have two refrigerators and a freezer, a, a water kettle, a microwave, and a toaster, but um, there's no dishes up there, and there's no, like, stove, there's no stovetop or dishwasher, but it has hella cabinet space, and since that kitchenette is, like, right next to my room, like, I, like, you bet that I'm storing all of my non-perishable pantry items in that kitchen, and no one, and no one uses it, except people are instructed to store their alcohol in the, in the refrigerators on that kitchenette, just because, like, they don't want, it, like, it's not fun to have, like, the, the refrigerator is meant for food on the, fr- on the ground floor to, um, to be filled up with alcohol that not everyone can drink or not, or that not everyone wants to drink. So what are the rooms like? Well, people live in single, double, three-person or four-person rooms. And people who live in single and double rooms use communal bathrooms. And the three to four-person rooms usually have their own private bathroom that um, gets used amongst the people in the room um people and we have cleaners who come in every day to like vacuum our rooms so like your specific room gets vacuumed once a week and i think like the common areas get vacuumed daily i'm not sure about that though and um your trash gets taken out daily well daily i mean like weekdays and um i personally live in a double with one roommate and i use a communal bathroom and the rooms, of course, are fully furnished and the linens are provided for you. So like you don't have to worry about having to pack um, like sheets, pillows, blankets or things of that sort. And um, some more common areas in the house are the library, which is where a lot of people go to study. And there's also a ton of like textbooks that you would need for any of your classes, just in case, just in case like it's a late at night and the the main library is closed, you can go there and probably find your book if you couldn't already find it online. And um, the vestibule, which is connected to the library, the vestibule is like, if you lived in the early 2000s, it's basically the computer room. It has a printer, it has two computers, and some chairs, some lighting, a little desk, um, some ambiance. It's a fun, fun time. Um, next, we have the seminar room, which is where I'm currently, where I am currently right now. Um, in the seminar room, it looks like a dining room, but this is actually where we have some of our classes. And um, we only have our seminars here because once we once we start tutorials, which I'll, I'll talk about what seminars and t- tutorials are, but they're just classes. Um, they'll start to happen like on the Oxford University campus. So some some seminar classes are being held in this dining room looking area and then whenever classes are over for the day there's people who like to come and study but since I'm currently recording this on a Friday night um, nobody is in here which means I can talk to my heart's content woo and oh there's a TV room it's and there's also a TV room um, his couch is in there, a TV with an HDMI cable, so just in case people want to watch Netflix. Um, it's also a smart TV, so you can like log into your Netflix account like directly on the TV, which is really cool. You can also log into your YouTube. Um, like today, people played Wii U in there, and it looked like a fun time. It's just, it's just a fun place to hang out. And um, the laundry room is actually like in a separate shed outside of the house, which is kind of odd, but I mean... 
hey, if that's going to prevent a fire, why not? And it's kind of small, but it works. It works just fine. So next, um, how do I get my meals? Well, um, we normally eat at the Keeble College Dining Hall. So, um, well, dining halls in the UK are much are much different from dining halls in the United States. For one, yes, it does look exactly like Harry Potter, but it is my unfortunate displeasure to announce that the food does not materialize on your table instantly, and the candles don't float. Actually, there aren't any candles. They're like electric lamps on our tables. But um, it's still really cool, still really novel, and I will get into what that is like right now. So, you know how in American dining halls, it's like open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and you can go like any time you want during that time period, and then the the entire thing is like buffet style, so you can get as much food as you want, you can stay as long as you want, well, as long as you want until they close, and it's like basically a free-for-all. Well, UK dining halls are not like that. Actually, you're only allowed to go three times a day, once for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And since we're technically here before term starts, like it's kind of it's kind of different, but I'm just going to explain what it's normally supposed to be like. So breakfast um, is normally served from like 8 to 9.30. And um, they don't kick you out of dining hall at 9.30, but they stop serving breakfast at 9 30 so if you like just get your food before 9 30 and then like sit there you're good um and then lunch is at 12 30 and it's like cafeteria style food like an, a breakfast is also like cafeteria style food so what i mean by that is like you just you grab your tray and then you just like have to eat whatever the, they decided to prepare that day. Like you can't just pick and choose what you want. Of course, if you have like dietary restrictions, like if you're vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free or have like allergies, like they have meals prepared for people with those restrictions. But it's not like a buffet where you can just pick whatever you want. Um, and dinner is at 6 p.m., which is actually super, super early. I find myself needing to have a second dinner after first dinner and you're not allowed to go into the dining hall at any other time like between breakfast and lunch or between lunch and dinner because they have to like they have to like clean up and um sometimes there are events held in the dining halls that they like kick you out for so you can't like stay too long and eat either oh and, and oh some more regulations um you're not allowed you're not allowed to have like your phone now, but people do it anyway, just because you're not allowed to have like big jackets or coats, like, big jackets or your backpack out there because like the dining hall is much smaller. So like if everybody brought in their backpack, it would be like super crammed. And um, yeah, so we, what you have to do is like once you get to the dining hall, you have to put your backpack and your coat and your and any other bag like on the hooks outside. There's like hooks like a clothing it's like a like a coat rack yeah there's like coat racks outside the dining hall where you put all your shit and then you go inside to eat um another thing i would like to note is that so you know how like so it's not like in american dining halls where you can just like bring your bag and like sit there with your laptop do your work while eating like no they will actually like people in the uk actually want you to like engage with the people around you and not work yourself to death which is 
which is nice, nice, I appreciate it, but, like, I also want to show y'all how picturesque this dining hall is, because it's so fucking pretty, so kind of sad about the whole no phone thing, but actually, I mean, it's literally not that big of a deal, I think they really, like, harped on the no, the no phone thing for, like, formal dinners, which are a completely different ordeal, and they're so, so fun, and so cool, so, how is, oh yeah, another thing that we have to do at the dining halls is sign up for meals. So we have to go on a website and sign up to eat lunch and dinner like a week in advance because the dining hall people don't want to waste food. So they only make as much as like people sign up. And there are times where like people, people sign up and realize they don't, that they can't go or people forget to sign up and they realize they need to eat. So it is, it is easy to like sneak in there even if you don't sign up, but there's actually like a paper outside of the, the place where they serve you food where you have to like highlight your name and there are like three people watching you while you do that. So like if your name's not on there, it's like super awkward if you don't like cross something out. And I, I say this as somebody who has gone to the dining hall without signing up and pretended to look for my name on the paper and didn't cross anything out while the people were watching me like it's so fucking awkward <laughs> i hate it but yeah usually like people like post in the group chat yo i can't go to dinner tonight you can just cross out my name if you want to and um yeah so what about the food what about the food itself the food is not seasoned at all um the portion size are a lot smaller sometimes well i mean sometimes i still can't finish it just because i've never been a big eater in my life but there are like times where it's like the end of the serving period and the people working at the dining hall are like trying to ration all of the food so they'll give some people like a lot less a lot less than usual like sometimes if it's like a stew they'll only give them like three pieces of chicken and the rest of it is just sauce which is not a substantial meal at all and sometimes it's like they only get like four vegetables so it's eh, it's kind of odd in that sense um there's a lot of indian food here which i'm a fan of i've never really ate a lot of indian, eaten a lot of indian food before so very glad to try it except the the dining hall's representation of Indian food is just not, it's not, like, good. It's, like, how in America we have, like, a walking, we have, like, all kinds of variations of Mexican food. Like, y'all know, like, the walking taco, which is just ground beef and lettuce in a bag of Fritos. <laughs> and, um, you know how, like, America has a lot of Mexican food, but not all of it is good. It's the same same concept in Britain, except with Indian food. Um, but surprisingly, dessert is actually the best part. Oh yeah, you also get dessert at dinner. Really, it's really fancy. Well, not really fancy, but it's like better than in America. And uh, yeah, it's the d dessert at the dining hall, at the dining hall that I go to is really, really nice. Also, um, you know how in, if you go to like a gigantic university like UGA, there's like five dining halls and you can go to any of them whenever you want. Well, at Oxford University, it's like way different. See, everything, Oxford University is separated into colleges and each college is its own little campus. So 
you only have like your ID card only gives you access to one college. So I have to like scan my ID whenever I want to enter um, Keeble College. And then when I get food, I have to like show my ID to pay for it sometimes like but that's only for breakfast and lunch so yeah you can't like walk around you can't like travel around dining halls like you can in the united states except you're allowed to bring one guest so i suppose if you make a friend who's in another college they can like add you as a guest but then like they have to sign you up beforehand it's it's a whole ordeal um but yeah dessert at keeble is very very good um today we had cream puffs and little brownies and this whole like little scoop of coconut cream which like i i understand how that can be like a good side but like i didn't really fuck with it as like just just eating cream as a dessert like it, it felt kind of weird but um yeah so far my favorite food in england are samosas millionaire shortbread um the entire like event of afternoon tea and like little tiny finger sandwiches that they serve you at afternoon tea and my favorite finger sandwich is of course the cream cheese and smoked salmon i'm such a hoe for smoked salmon and luckily people in the uk are hoes for smoked salmon as well so i love that i get to exploit my love for salmon on this trip it'll be a ton of fun Oh yeah, also at the dining hall, you're not allowed to go back for seconds. A lot of people who like aren't used to the the small portion sizes like have asked for seconds. Everyone who works at the dining hall is like, nope, nope, you're not allowed to. Even it's probably because like they've already put the food away, or they just they didn't want to like give another piece of food to someone who hasn't who has already gotten food and they wanted to save it for people who haven't gotten food yet. But like if they're about to close up anyway, they should at least like give it to you. But eh, that's just a, a culture thing. Okay, everybody in my program eats so fucking fast. Like, they, they serve lunch at like 6, and people are already done and out by 6.10. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why are y'all eating so fast? I don't, I don't fucking understand. And, oh yeah, in case you didn't know, I am the slowest eater alive. So it takes me, usually it takes me upwards of an hour to eat. But here, I can only eat for 30 minutes because if i eat for longer they kick me out of the dining hall so that they have like time to clean up and time for the employees to leave so that's just that's just not fun and so i never end up finishing my food sometimes because i just eat way too slow and yeah i'm literally the always the last one sitting at the dining table after a meal just because like everybody ate their like inhaled their meal in like 15 minutes not even 15 minutes like 10 minutes and i'm just there like trying to savor what little flavor they added to it i try to add salt in it and sometimes sometimes salt gives it a fighting chance but most of the time it doesn't there are some good things at the dining hall like one day there was a meal that was entirely seasoned even the rice even the rice was seasoned and it was glorious it was the meal where i had a samosa for the first time maybe that was the first time so like i said before we eat dinner at 6 p.m people normally get done by 6 10 i get done by 6 30 and by get done i mean i give up trying to finish the food because i'm either like i'm never hungry around dinner time so it's just like feudal and also of uh, the dining hall meals are already paid for by our like by the 
program so we don't have to pay extra for it which is why the dining hall is like the go-to for everyone who's like trying to survive here but since we eat dinner at six o'clock and we're normally up late writing papers or doing other kinds of schoolwork we're gonna get hungry again so what we all do is go to the grocery store for second dinner. Now, we don't go to the grocery store like every day after dinner, of course, but we go to the grocery store to like buy ingredients so that we can make ourselves a second dinner in case we want it, in case we need it, or in case we just don't like whatever the dining hall has. And the dining hall has like the menu on their website that shows up like a week before so that you know, hey, Maybe I'm not going to want to get dinner today because I don't like what they're having, you know? Oh, yeah. So what are the grocery stores like? Well, I have a t- I've been to Sainsbury's, Tesco, and M&S. And so far, Tesco and M&S have the best selections. But overall, the, the grocery stores in the UK don't really have as much variety as American grocery stores. TBH. I mean, like, well... You know how in America you can have like literally 15 different brands of tomato soup and other canned soups and like there's at least five different flavors of Oreos? Well, in the UK, they just keep it simple, which I appreciate. I appreciate, but it's also like I felt underwhelmed. It's like, oh, they only carry like two brands of chocolate. That's fine. That's right. Actually, that's that's a lie. They carry a lot of brands of chocolate. Maybe they only carry like two brands of hot sauce. All right, another logistical thing. So how do I get around? What is my mode of transportation? And we all get around by the city bus. So um, yes, we do need to take a city bus into, well, the city, which is also where... Um, the Oxford University campuses, it's where Cuba College is. It, you can walk there, but sometimes when it's like cold and rainy, it's like super annoying <laughs> to walk there, but the, sh- the bus ride is pretty short. But the thing with the buses here is that they don't just stop at every single stop. Like if you're like at a bus stop waiting for a bus, you have to wave it down. Like you have to like just step outside, wave to the bus when it comes, and then it'll like pull over and stop. Then you whip out your bus pass, <laughs> go to the bus, and then if you want to get off the bus, you have to like press a stop button between like the second to last stop and then the stop that you actually want to get off at. So like as soon as you pass your second to last stop, you gotta like smash that button and the like there's like a stop light that comes on like on the bus. That's a little bit little bit of a culture shock for me but every bus is a double-decker bus just like just like in harry potter and it's wonderful i love to sit upstairs whenever i can because it's so cute it's so cute having stairs in a bus like i'm so into it and the buses have like usb ports in the back because a lot of people use it to commute like long distances which is pretty neat and the very best seat in the double-decker bus is just upstairs at the very front it's just it's such a nice view and i always have an amazing time up there truly oh yeah that's a bell from a clock that chimes once every hour even in the dead of night so um you'll probably hear it maybe you'll just hear it this once but who knows and yeah those are all like the housekeeping things about living in oxford 
So what's my, what's school like? So I mentioned before that we're taking seminars and tutorials. And seminars and tutorials are the kinds of classes. So what the fuck is a seminar? Well, a seminar is like your standard lecture class except well actually no i take that back like it has 10 to 14 different people usually and it's like a a discussion section kind of vibe so um what we're doing here is that we're taking two sem- two seminars at a time and the seminars only meet for the first four weeks so i'm currently in week three of my seminars and each seminar lasts for two hours and meets twice a week so you have class for like eight hours a week which is eh, which is not so bad but um some people only have like tuesday thursday classes some people have like monday thursday friday classes i have monday wednesday friday classes so that sucks (laughs) because like even though i love having tuesday thursdays off i just like it's not enough time to like travel the country well it's not enough time to like leave the country to go someplace because a lot of people have already gone to like trips to scotland and ireland and i can't do that so sucks to be me but that's fine oh well yeah like my schedule for the past three weeks was a monday class at 9 a.m a wednesday class at 10 a.m and then friday two classes back to back starting from 10 a.m to 2 30 p.m so i had like the first class from 10 a.m to 12 and then a 30 minute break and the second class from 12 30 to 2 30 and that's just that's just the life i've been living so yeah and oh also the workload for each class you're expected to produce an essay um every single week for each class so um i've been writing two essays a week for the past three weeks actually that's a lie probably the first week was like a a half week for me so I've been writing two essays a week for the past two weeks um well I'm supposed to have written four essays so far I've gotten three out of four the fourth one is due on Monday currently recording this on Friday and I don't want to write it right now so I'm recording this podcast instead but yeah um what I didn't realize was that this is these are actually like super time intensive because they meet for two hours like twice a week was just just like such a huge chunk of your life just gone and tutorials i'll talk about tutorials tutorials go on for eight weeks and it's like and tutorials are like one-on-one sessions with just like you and the professor sometimes it'll be like more than one person in your tutorial like it'll i think the maximum would be three but it's like super it's like a super intimate setting. It's like office hours, if you've ever been to office hours. But it's literally just you. And tutorials only meet for one hour once a week. We're taking two tutorials at a time, just like every other Oxford student. Yeah, um, my art tutorials haven't started yet because we still have one more week of seminar. So that's pretty cool. And I don't really, I can't really tell you a lot about like the workload because I just haven't done it yet. But updates to come, my friends. So some things I've learned about after like being in class for three weeks is that writing two essays a week is rough. I've, I've always been one of those like procrastinators who 
just doesn't start an essay until like the day before it's due and then writes the entire essay the day before it's due. And I did that. I did that for all three papers I've written so far. And surprisingly, I only got a grade back for one of them and it wasn't that bad. Yay me. But it's also a super, it's also a super bad habit. And it's also something that like I'm trying to rectify. So what we have here is actually, we actually have resources to help you like manage your time and to help you like learn how to effectively do your schoolwork so I've been like going to the Oxford Studies Skills Center which is the resource I just told you about and it's been like super helpful because I've been having like the worst inattention symptoms like usually when I sit down to work in a library or something I would take like 45 minutes just start and even if I'm like even if I put my phone away and I block all like, distracting websites on social media, I will just like look at the wall or look at look out the window, like pick at my fingernails or just stare at my blank screen and not do anything. So I've been going to the study school center to like help rectify that. And like they actually like teach you, show you strategies on like how to actually stay focused. And um, it's like cognitive behavioral therapy if the problems were directly caused by schoolwork and they teach you how to solve those kinds of problems in an academic setting which is so helpful and it's just something that I wish I had my entire life and they probably we probably do have it at UGA but it's called something else so that's probably why I haven't really like gone to it yet and oh I also noticed that like the professors the Oxford professors here prefer prefer if you email them rather than like meeting in person because like if you talk to them after class like they'll be cool with it but it's like they got places to be they gotta go whereas if they like send them an email they can like take their time to respond to you well and it's just it's so different because in america like every professor is like don't email me stupid questions just come to my office hours which is like just it's just different so Let's talk about the libraries here. The libraries are fucking gorgeous and they look just like the pictures. You're also like you're also not allowed to take pictures of the inside of the libraries because like so it's like super exclusive, but honestly a, a bitch wants to do it anyway. Like y'all deserve to see the views. They're so good. You also need a like your library card. You need to scan your library card in order to get into the library. Like I know on UGA's campus, like every live every reading room or library is like a free for all, like a public library. So anybody in Athens can like walk in and um, check out books and just like use their resources. But here, like you need to have a a Bodleian Reader's card in order to access the libraries, which is quite different and um even so you can only access some resources even like online research articles on the Bodleian library wi-fi and the Bodleian library is just it's the it's like the library that Oxford University uses you, you have a specific like card number and password you have to use to log in to their wi-fi and what I, okay what I mean by that is you have to physically be at the library in order to access your resources even if your resources are like websites or research articles that can only be accessed with like some kind of prescription but prescription no not prescription subscription and like sometimes if I like need a source but I'm at the house and I can't just like go to the library because it's closed I like I have to 
use like the UGA library search and like t log in with my UGA credentials and it does work. But sometimes like the UGA credentials, I mean, sometimes the, the selection on the UGA libraries is just not popping. Sometimes it's not popping. And sometimes like you can go on Google Scholar, find an article. And if you can't access it at the house, you can probably access it at the Bodleian Library, download it while you're at the Bodleian Library, and then like just go back to go back to wherever you want and use your sources there. So yeah, this it's just another another shift. Like, oh, you have to actually physically be someplace in order to get the sources for your paper. Like, shit. Uh, another big thing about school, one of like the biggest things they told us during orientation was that you cannot skip class or for any reason other than um, illness or injury or else you will get kicked out of the program like they they're really wanting you to take this seriously which like makes sense obviously but like it's they literally threaten expulsion if you skip class and even if it's because of like a travel delay like even if, if you um schedule your flight like a little bit too close to the time you're about to have class and then it gets delayed unexpectedly and you just aren't aren't there like that's that's a big issue so they made a really big deal about like you have to figure out when your classes are first and then plan your travel around your classes like you can't plan you can't buy like a a plane ticket to france like too early like way in advance or else um or else you might end up missing class and getting expelled so yeah that's all I have to say about school. All right, so now I'm gonna talk about the social life on study abroad. And I mentioned at the very beginning that the social life was my favorite part of it, ironically. And uh, the first thing I wanna say is that my roommate is just so fucking awesome. Like, if in case you didn't, in case you didn't know, my past two roommates were random and they didn't ever talk to me we were never really friends which makes sense because there was never like the expectation for us to become friends since we were assigned randomly but at the same time it did get kind of lonely like going back to my home and not feeling like I was like welcome there I mean actually that's that was only the case for my freshman year when you have to like share the room itself with someone else but if it's like an apartment where you each have your own bedroom it's it's okay like I have no problem with like not being friends with the roommate if you're just in your own little space but yeah um I've never had a roommate who's like talked to me or like cared about my well-being before so but so that so like now that I have that here, it's just so, so fucking cool. Like I don't, I don't feel awkward like playing a video on my phone without, without wearing headphones like while she's there. Like it's just like sometimes she watches TV shows without headphones and I don't mind, I don't mind it at all because she uses it as like background noise. And sometimes like we, like we're friends, but we also like don't distract each other when we have work done. So like if we both have essay deadlines, we'll just like work at it. We're, we'll work on our essays like at our respective desks. And sometimes while I'm writing my essay, I'll be like, yo, I just hit 1500 words. And she'll be like, yo, good job. And I'll be like, yay. Now, and then I'll, you know, make myself write more, more words. But like we can just have little, have a like conversations like that. Like we, we like each we love each other, but like we can also get shit done 
<laughs> which is such a such a nice combination to have and we hang out we hang out a lot like just today i was like yo me and a friend are gonna go grocery shopping and going out to lunch you want to come with me and she was like um yes i would love to come with you so we went out, we went out to lunch and we went out for groceries and then we came back and we just minded our own business like it's just so i didn't realize like this is what a roommate is supposed to be like no you don't have to be attached to the hip like every second of the day but you don't have to like fucking ignore each other's presence like it's just it's just such a nice change from what i'm used to and i am just having a wonderful time and like we yeah, we actually hang out, and I cannot say that with my past roommates. Like, if I asked my freshman year roommate to hang out with me, she'd be like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a fan. I am a fan. You know, I'm very thankful that I now, I finally have a roommate who, like, speaks to me and cares about my well-being, actually has my phone number. My past two roommates, like, just didn't want my phone number at all. They only contact me exclusively through either Instagram DM or Facebook message. And it was just, and, like, I have, I have this girl's, I have my current roommate's number right now. And sometimes we text each other, like, not for, like, recreational purposes, because I can just, like, talk to her in the room. But, like, if we're out somewhere and I'm, like, yo, where are you? She'll be, like, I'm at this location. And it's just, it's so much, so easy, and I didn't realize how easy my life could have been until I met my current roommate, and that's awesome. So, some more things about social life. I am reprising my role as the small, innocent little bean of the group, and I am saying this because, well, I have never had alcohol prior to this trip and apparently i am the only one i'm the only college student who's never had alcohol prior to coming to england now keep in mind i am 20 years old so like i was like waiting for the whole 21 thing in the u.s i don't want to deal with like getting a fake id and i don't really have well actually i do have friends who have alcohols at their houses but like you would have to drive there in order to you know consume it and I don't want to consume it because I would have to drive back. So, like, I just, like, it's so much easier to, it was so much easier for me to just, like, wait until I came here to drink. So, I hear a lot of people talking about, like, going to bars and going to the club, buying alcohol to drink for recreational purposes. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, you had two glasses of wine today? Like, that's wild. And they're like, um, that's nothing. And so... People have been, like, trying to get me to drink more because they want to know what I'm like when I'm drunk. And honestly, I am curious to find out what I'm like when I'm drunk. But I also don't want to vomit or black out or say things that I shouldn't say or have a malfunctioning liver. So, well, I don't know. But um, speaking of drinking alcohol, I did go to a bar for the first time and had my first drink, which was... A wild time well not okay it was not too wild I went to okay so I went to a bar and I got apple cider but we just bought one bottle and then shared it amongst three people so like me and two other girls and the entire bottle only had like 4.5% alcohol content so I had 
So like I had one glass full and I was like, okay, 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 this is nice. And it was like pretty sweet. So I, I was into it. But then I had like, I poured like another full glass of it and then I could only get to half of it where, until I was like, oh no. no. I mean like I didn't feel like nauseous. I didn't black out or anything, but I was like, huh. I'm at that point where I um, I don't want to drink anymore. I also hadn't eaten for a while, but I did drink a lot of water while I was drinking the alcohols. So that's one thing. I also had a whole glass of wine for the first time at our formal dinner. Oh, should I have explained what formal dinner was before? Okay, well, formal dinner is just like a little event that um, the coordinators of like the people of like Americans at Oxford programs. It's just this little um, ceremonial thing that people at Oxford do. Like they have like literally every Oxford student to like dress up really nicely and they bring them into the grand hall to eat a fancy dinner. And the dinner includes like three courses and two glasses of wine, one white, one red. And we had the formal dinner with other American um, study abroad students. So we had students from UGA um, Middlebury, which is a liberal arts college in Vermont, and Stanford. Yes, that Stanford. So yeah, it like I sat by a bunch of Stanford students who were super impressive and accomplished more in their lives than I ever will in mine, but that is, that's cool. I mean, like that's why they're going to Stanford, so good for them. Um, and yeah, had a whole glass of wine at the formal dinner. Also, wine tastes like cough syrup it's awful i mean probably everybody around me like every experienced wine drinker around me was like it's an acquired taste you'll you'll get used to it but as of right now i think wine tastes like cough syrup and like i really tried to white like the white wine i really did so i kept on like slowly sipping it so i could like get the taste for it and i did like it better at the end of the night than I did at the beginning of the night, but that, my grimace was still there, but I also, but then when I tried the red wine, I realized that, like, the white wine was so much better than the red wine, so instead of, well, I also really wanted to be able to say that I had the entire glass for, I don't know, pride reasons, so instead of, like, trying to sip the white wine, because that was just not getting anywhere I chugged the rest of it and um the the girl in the UGA program who sat right across from me was like super super excited about it and she was also a little drunk she was like oh my gosh that's that's so crazy Donna I'm gonna tell everyone and she did and it was honestly it was fun and then I got like a little bit tipsy that night probably because I had like an entire glass of well entire glass of wine and like the wine glasses are like tiny they're really tiny but since it was since my alcohol t tolerance is zero, it was kind of a big deal. And white, well, and wine has a 12.5% alcohol content. So, you know, I had more alcohol. And it was, I like, I like how I feel. I got, like, super giggly. And all of my friends around me was, like, were, like, laughing with me. And, like, we're just chatting. It was, it was a fun time. So, like, being tipsy is fun, but you just got to do it responsibly, I guess. Um, another thing about the social life here is that it's just, oh, it's so fun. It is so, so fun. Like, you can go, like, you even have to leave the house to be social. You can, like, go to the kitchen and chat it up with anybody who's already in there. You can go to the TV room, like, on Friday nights or Saturday nights where people are just, like, 
chilling, maybe watching a movie or like eating snacks, playing games, board, they have board games, they have video games. Well, I mean, they're not communal, obviously, but like you can still play them and you can post about like certain events in the group chat and like people can decide if they want to go to it. Like someone posted something about like a jazz, a little jazz concert and people went to that. Um, people usually post about like shows and stuff like I made a group chat about um people wanting to go to the West End to see musicals because I really 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 want to do that um and going out is a lot of fun too since like you don't have to drive you can just take the bus literally to downtown and like have a good time going out is so fun because like everybody else wants to explore like Oxford too and everybody else wants to get to know each other so like if even if like one group of friends isn't like BFFs with another group of friends, we can just post in the group chat like, hey, is anybody at a pub right now? And somebody can say, yeah, we're at this pub. And then like people are just, people will just go to it. Like you don't even have to be like best friends in order to just like hang out with people, hang out with people on the program at a pub, which is wild. Well, I mean, I think it's wild because I don't think it's like usual to go out with your classmates but apparently that's just a thing here and i'm into it i'm into it. i'm all all for getting to talk to people i already know and yeah this program is like really encouraging me to talk to people that i normally wouldn't speak to if i saw them on uga's campus like apparently two there are two girls on this program that have my major that are like we're all the same major and we've been in the same classes before but i had never spoken to them until we both came on this trip which is just like fucking crazy to me and it's it's so unique like this and this whole study abroad thing is just like your freshman year of college but like the social life is on steroids i don't know i lived in like a really quiet dorm my freshman year so i just like didn't really have a I had like some social life because I was in a learning community and I was spending a lot of time with like seven girls. But other than that, other than that, I didn't really have like a bustling social life my, so oh, sorry, I didn't really have a bustling social life like my sophomore year just because like I lived in an apartment and I, like all the friends I met freshman year were like off doing their own things. So yeah, study abroad is just like your freshman year, but so much better because everybody's like old enough to drink and everybody's like more mature i think all right so um here are some cool things i've done since being in england um i got to see a midsummer night's dream at the globe theater that shakespeare performed all of his plays at um i saw wicked from the second row at a discounted price and the reason how i like this is how i got it i it normally the price um, the ticket normally retails for like 200 pounds, but I got it for 78 pounds because I bought it like the day before and it was a single ticket. So uh, the tickets around me weren't, uh, well, the tickets around me were already sold out. So um, if you ever want to get like good seats at a musical, like just, but you, you're going with like a, a friend or a parent or something, like y'all don't have to sit together. <laughs> And also, like, buy the tickets last minute because, like, people are, like, the ticket sellers normally want to, like, sell out those tickets so that they don't have to, like, let them go to waste, you know? You know. Um, also, got to have, like, the formal dinner with Middlebury and Stanford students. It was beautiful. Like, the, 
the first course was just like bread and butter and then the appetizer was like smoked salmon and watercress on bread then the the main entree was like a roast like a roasted quail or something with asparagus mushrooms slice of bacon and like a pea risotto which is bougie as fuck yeah then after the main meal we got dessert it was just this like I'm an apple crumble with vanilla ice cream and butterscotch sauce. And then, of course, the aforementioned two glasses of wine. Um, And, oh, I also got to be within 1,000 feet of Prince William. And I posted about it on my Instagram story. And people were like, what the fuck? How the fuck did you manage that? So I'm going to tell you. So there was this event um, that was like the grand opening of the H.B. Allen Center in Oxford, at, at Oxford University in um, Prince William was going to attend to, you know, honor the ceremony. So what happened was um, they allowed seven people from our program to attend this event. And um, the event was on a Thursday. And since I don't have Tuesday, Thursday classes, I was eligible to like put my name in the drawing um, to get to go to this event. And they were just going to... Uh, pick like seven names out of a hat to see who gets to go and I was just one of the names that was picked so that's how I got to be within 1,000 feet of Prince William and that was that was really cool I got an excuse to wear my like my Victorian inspired silver gray dress and I just it was really cool it was anticlimactic not gonna lie but it's just such a it was such a unique experience so yeah, now I'm gonna get into my feelings because there were a lot of things that I would like to get off my chest. So one of the main things that I mentioned at the beginning of this pod was um, novelty. Everything feels fun because it's brand new. And what I mean by that is like normally things that will be inconvenient if you're dealing with them at home, like I don't know, like studying for exams or like going to libraries. It feels fun here because it's like, it's so pretty and we're in a new country and everything is just so, everything is just different from America and it's fun. But of course, novelty wears off. Like as soon as I had to start writing two papers a week and I was, then I found out I was still on my only writing the paper the day before it's due bullshit. I was like, okay, okay. I'm back to my old shit, and I gotta stop, but I don't know how. So, um, yeah, one of the feelings is, like, the novelty is, like, slowly wearing off right now, and I'm, like, uh, transitioning from, like, being a tourist in my hometown to, like, actually getting shit done and actually doing well in my classes, because, you know, I kind of have to do it. And... Like, I did talk a lot about the social life and how it's, like, so cool to get to talk to people and, like, everybody is so nice. But, like, we all we all have our moments. Like, we've already gotten to the point where, we're like, we're getting passive-aggressive each- with each other in the group chat for, like, not taking out your laundry as soon as it's done or, like, leaving a little mess in the kitchen or, like, I personally got a complaint about, like, my singing in the shower once. But um, I already talked to, like, the person who gave the complaint and, like, we're chill we're cool it's fine but it's just like it's gotten to the point where we're like starting to to pick up on like how we actually live and sometimes like your best friends can be like a nightmare to live with so we're just dealing with that right now and oh I'm also getting a lot of decision fatigue so as 
we get closer to like term actually starting, um, the extracurriculars start as well. And we as exchange students are allowed to participate in these extracurriculars. And I really want to join choir. I really do. But um, I looked up like the rehearsal schedule on their website. And it turns out that they have performances like every Wednesday and Sunday. And I really want to be able to like travel to other countries. So if I have to like stay here to go to a choir performance on like every single Sunday, that's really gonna like not be a fun time. Uh, but I also like really want to be in choir. So like, is there like another choir? Is there another vocal ensemble? Like I just, I, I'm just gonna have to wait until like Michaelmas term starts. But there's just so many things that I want to do in Oxford and in London and like in Europe. But you have to like plan it around your class schedule. And it's just like, like I'm having trouble like finding the balance between like actually not failing my classes, but also having fun with the people, like with everybody on the program and like getting to explore other things as well. I also have like another thing that I like to share, but it's a bit too convoluted to like put in this podcast so i'll like put it in a different one but it's juicy so look forward to that if you care and oh here are some unexpected surprises like i love how willing everyone is to like talk to each other and to get to know each other because i mean like i said i'm talking to people like i norm that i normally wouldn't and it's so wild how i can just ask like in the group chat, yo, does anyone want to go to afternoon tea? And like six girls showed up and now we're just like super cool with each other. I mean, I'm not, I was going to say like, we were like this and I'm like crossing my fingers right now, but we're all like still super friendly and we like go shopping together sometimes too. It's just, it's so fun how like friendships can blossom out of like those little, little things. I would also like to give a shout out to these girls for like staying behind to talk to me at meals um when i'm the last one to finish eating so shout out to anila carla and tien for doing that and making me feel less awkward even if you didn't really intend to make you feel less awkward it does make me feel less awkward and that's awesome so really really appreciate it um we also have like a like a separate meme group chat for well you know memes obviously and it's 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 not that good i'm not gonna lie like the only good memes are the ones that are screenshots of tweets that i already saw like two hours before but um i would just like to say that the only funny people in the meme chat are janice carla and lily and that's it the rest of y'all can just go home like the rest of y'all need to stop and like myself included i tried putting a meme in the meme chat and it got literally no reception so like yeah, those three are the only people allowed to post in the meme chat, and the rest of y'all are exiled. Sorry about it. Um, and also, okay, um, if you know me in real life, you know that I sing all the time. I sing when I like to narrate myself doing mundane tasks. I sing in the shower, of course. I mean, everybody sings in the shower. I sing while brushing my teeth. I sing while in public places. I sing along to whatever music is playing outside in my head in my headphones like all the time but here there are two other people who sing all the time just like me and i think that's just fucking wild like oh my god i'm just not i'm not a crazy person anymore i like grew up thinking like i was like the only person who did all of the singing so like i grew up thinking i was like fucking crazy but i'm so glad to know i'm not the only person who does so 
shout out to Quentin and Janice for making me feel less alone. Uh, also, another surprise I got from living here is that you don't have to tip at restaurants. Like, my dad was super confused when there wasn't, like, a thing for gratuity on the receipt. So, yay. I'm glad to know that people, waitresses and waiters in the UK actually get a living wage. And um, there's so much diversity in the UK. I love it. There's so many, like, there's so much more, like, Middle Eastern people, which I appreciate because I'm half Middle Eastern. And there's, like, a lot of Indian people, a lot of Asian people. And it's, like, well, there's a lot of mixed people, too. And I'm just, like, wow. I just, I feel so seen in the UK, especially in London. Here are some more surprises that I encounter um, ever since coming to Oxford. So, one, the strawberries here taste a lot better. Two, um, the self-checkouts at grocery stores are just not that great. I mean, uh, I, I every time I go to the grocery store, it's mostly just self-checkouts now. There's not a lot of, like, um, cashiers at registers. But in the event that you do um, have to go to a self-checkout, I had to get an attendant to like help me three times for just one grocery trip so that was really annoying and the next one is that professors like remember when like the program director made a big deal about us like not missing class for any recreational reasons and if you miss class then you'll get expelled well what they didn't tell us was that your professors will sometimes be late to or miss class and you just have to fucking deal with it. And I say this because my one of the professors from my seminars just didn't show up to class one day. So we since the class is normally two hours, we stayed there for an hour, did the things that we were supposed to do, emailed him video evidence that we went to class that day. But even so, he still asked us to take, to carve out time out of our own schedules to make up the class that we missed because he wasn't there. So yeah, the, if professors miss class, they will ask you to take time out of your schedule to make it up. So that's just, that was different. Um, also, everything in the UK closes at 5.30 or 6.00. And I am just not used to that because, you know, everything in America, like even on weekdays, the latest that places close, or no, like the earliest that places close is like 8. So like if you want to go to dinner, which is at like 6 p.m. and you want to go to, I don't know, grocery shop, if you want to grocery shop after, actually you can, like there, the Tesco downtown is open till midnight, but only Monday through Thursday. Nope. Sorry, only Monday through Saturday. And then Sunday, they close, like, at 5, which is kind of odd because, you know, people need to get groceries on Sunday night sometimes, but whatever. But say you want to, like, eat dinner at 6, you get out at 6.30, and you want to, like, get dessert someplace, like, if you want to, like, get a cookie at Ben's Cookies, you can't because they're closed at 5.30. A lot of shops, like, a lot of stores in particular close at 5.30 to 6, and that's just not fun especially when you like need something but i mean great for the employees i guess oh also the crosswalks here actually work like you know how in america you can like press the crosswalk button but there's nothing that really indicates that uh that it's actually going to work um here um when you press the crosswalk button a light shows up so it knows that somebody wants to cross and then literally within like less than 10 seconds 
all, they stop traffic on both sides and like the crosswalk light turns on and then you can cross it's fucking amazing um also um air conditioning is just not a thing in uk houses so because like i mean you know before climate change was a thing the uk was actually cold year round so houses were built to insulate heat um so in order to have like proper ventilation in the house you have to sleep with the window open and furthermore the windows do not have like screens and in case you don't know what a screen is it's like that little mesh thing that keeps the bugs out because like apparently bugs aren't like that big of a problem in the uk as it is in the u.s and that being said, we've still gotten, like, many a spider in our room and many a mosquito and a moth. But it's, I mean, the U.S. is certainly worse, though, so I'm not going to get, like, too mad about it. But it's just definitely different. Um, let's see. Also, um, Oxford, I don't, I don't know if it's, like, a U.K. thing or a city thing, but Oxford is very environmentally friendly. So environmentally friendly that they, like advertise a bunch of like um what i like to call guilt propaganda so they like um they have a bunch of ads telling you to like use reusable cups and reusable uh, takeaway containers and to like use less waste and make you use less single-use plastic to save the environment but even so they smoke so much like for a city that's so environmentally friendly and that like pushes the climate change agenda on everyone they pretty much everyone smokes and they leave their cigarette stubs like on the concrete so i'm just like like if you're gonna be an environmentalist at least don't blow toxins into the air and then leave the waste on the sidewalks for people to step around you know um also in terms of sustainability a lot of restaurants have like biodegradable takeaway packages so that's really nice a lot of them are also like uh, like recyclable and um a lot of the takeaway packages are reusable too like i got like a little plastic tupperware from a thai restaurant the other day and it it's currently like in my cabinet where i store all my food so love that for me and um yeah also coffee shops let you like sit in and have your coffee like with a reusable mug that they provide you which is like super cute it's like all of those aesthetic study blur posts with like the latte art it is exactly like that in europe and it's the cutest thing in the entire world like even starbucks um lets you like sit in and have and have a hot drink with the reusable cup and then like after you sit into the you sit in at the coffee shop and have your meal uh, there's no place for you to like put up your dishes you just have to leave them there which i thought was like really weird but apparently that's just a universally accepted thing um in addition to that a lot of pretty much every coffee shop um encourages you to bring your own reusable cup um if you want to like take your coffee on the go so that's pretty cool and it and it doesn't have to be like a like if you go to starbucks you don't have to buy a starbucks reusable cup it can be any reusable reusable cup that you buy anywhere so that's really really neat um another thing is that the drink glasses here are very small you know how in america how like if you 
ask for a glass of coke it's like literally like almost a foot tall well the drink glasses here are like not even six inches tall like they're so small and they as somebody who likes to drink a lot of water with her meal it's just odd like having to down a glass of water not having to but like finding that i'm downing glasses of water like every second i I get also the jaywalkers here are wild and if you know me you know i hate to jaywalk i've been teased many a time for the past four weeks because i hate to jaywalk and um one of the reasons for that is you have to jaywalk if you um if you take the bus from the city center to the house because the bus um, drops you off on the other side of the road and you have to get you know from one side of the road to the to the other to get to the house so um yeah i always find that like when i'm on the bus and i see someone like darting across the street even though the bus is like going full speed i just like scream on the inside and i just don't want i don't like risking getting hit by a car or a bus or any other moving thing but that's something i've had to let go of ever since i've come here (laughs) because if i don't then my travel my like pedestrian travel it's gonna be like so inefficient and i've gotten better i've gotten to the point where i can like go into an unprotected crosswalk so like you know those crosswalks where you look and then you walk to a median and then you look at the other side and you walk the rest of the way i can do those it it used to be where i walked all the way i went out of my way to walk to a um a lighted up crosswalk to cross the street and it took like an extra two minutes out of my life when people could literally cross the street in like less than 30 seconds because they have no fear but yeah jaywalking is a huge deal here and i don't think it's illegal because like literally everyone does it like people do it in front of police cars and it's fine but yeah um also i think i don't think this is like a cultural thing but this is just a one-time thing during term an acapella group performed in our dining hall and it was just like glee it was i mean it was just an impromptu thing but it was really cute i liked it yeah i already told y'all about like the how we have to like be on the bodleian library wi-fi to get some sources but what i forgot to tell you was sometimes the library closes at six and that's no fun. Usually, like, okay, I haven't really checked because literally the closing time changes every day. But sometimes, like, the, like, Google says it closes at 10. But sometimes the sign at the library says, oh, we close at 7. That, but don't, do not fret, my friends. The Keeble Library, which is located across from the Keeble Dining Hall, where we all eat, is a 24-7 library. And it's protected um, with like a key card so you need a key card to get in and out of the library so it is sufficiently locked and ready for all of your studying needs however the books there are just not popping so that's that's a reason to go to the Bodleian instead of Keeble because the Bodleian library has literally every book that has ever existed ever well that has ever been published um this is just okay this is also not a cultural thing but it's something that i was surprised by all of the assignments in my psychology seminar were given by word of mouth and not via syllabus the syllabus like i'm doing air quotes the sil like a quote-unquote 
syllabus was just a list of essay topics <laughs> and uh, things and the bullet points under each topic were things that we needed to include in the essay so that was different also the bars here well or the pubs here they stop serving food at 9 p.m so the kitchen closes at 9 p.m and i'm just like so like i figured that out like the first time i went to a bar and i was like what the fuck i wanted to have food and water so that in the event that i got tipsy i would well so i could like stay sober for as long as possible right and um that didn't i didn't get to have food because <laughs> Uh, you know, they let the employees go at 9 p.m., which is, like, it's great for, like, the welfare of the employees, but at the same time, if you're gonna have alcohol, like, you should at least give people something to eat so that they don't get drunk as fast. Luckily, we could get water, though, so, and, like, I also didn't get tipsy that night, so, you know what, it's, it worked out, but it's also just so different, and lastly, this is so weird, but um, parents keep their children on leashes. Yeah, I was just walking around downtown and in front of a coffee shop, I saw a, a woman and a small child, probably like, two, like three or four years old with a string attached to him. And um, the mother was holding on to the string. So I'm just like, why? why like that, that is so incredibly odd but yeah those are all of um the surprising things i found about my experience at oxford so far so yeah um here are my final thoughts on um my first month in oxford and honestly like i don't know if it's because i'm like still in a honeymoon phase or because i'm like actually managing myself well but I really fucking love it. I really do. Like, when I grow up, I want to live in residential London just because I love the tube. I love being able to walk everywhere and I love, like, the atmosphere. And it's just, like, yes, there's pollution in London, but it's not as bad as in New York, for sure. And um, I was just... I'm also like really glad that I didn't do, like, the summer session or, like, the Maymester version of Oxford because like it's already been like four weeks and I am not ready to leave at all. I'm so glad I have an extra eight weeks here to spend with these wonderful humans in this beautiful city and this beautiful country and to get to do more things. I'm so excited. Um, and like the schoolwork is definitely stressful, especially like if you're a dumbass like me who leaves writing papers until like the day before they're due um, like, definitely not used to writing the two essays a week, and the quality of my essays have drastically decreased because of my, my unwillingness to actually, like, incrementally do the paper, and because of my inattention that just doesn't let me do, just doesn't let me do tasks when I want to. Um, yeah, the schoolwork is definitely stressful in that sense, but, like, the social life and the atmosphere just, like, just makes it still fun. Like, um, I was overhearing a conversation with someone else, and they described this program as, like, like an amazing experience punctuated with guilt and stress, and I think that's just a really good way to describe it. It's like, yay, you're in a new country, you get to meet all these cool people, but you also have to, like, do two papers in 25 minutes. Like, it's just, it's wild, but it's fun. 
and yeah still trying to find the balance between like doing well in my classes and having fun so that's all i really have to say about study abroad so far but um hoping i'm hoping i have like more content to give you as the months go by and also thank you guys so much for like the five star reviews you left on apple podcasts we never told y'all to do that but y'all did anyway and uh when I like saw that while perusing through our Apple podcast page, I was like really shook. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, even though we literally never upload. And yeah, I will be here next time. Bye-bye.